Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final score from TD Place, Ottawa 31, the Bombers 28 in overtime as Dustin Crum leads them to the most improbable of comebacks and victories in this one. Derek Taylor, Doug Brown with you live from Ottawa. We'll go down to the locker room and talk to some of the Bombers stars of the game, the head coach, the quarterback. Uh, Adam Big Hill, we'll hope to talk to him as well. A couple of sacks for him. Doug, I just don't understand what we saw. Just to, just to reiterate what that was, with 2.38 to go in the fourth quarter, the Bombers led 25-9. to Kolaris throws a ball a little bit, a fair bit behind Drew Wolitarski. Gets batted up. Brandon Dandridge, touchdown. Nate Mahar catches the two-point convert. The kick pins the Red Blacks deep in their own end. They drive 94 yards down the field. I want to make sure that number is correct. They get the touchdown. They get the two-point convert. They go to overtime. Dustin Crum then goes over 100 yards rushing in the game and gives the Red Blacks the victory. You know, it was uh, when the Bombers had possession of the ball and they ran Brady Oliveira in successive times. And we kind of looked at each other and we said that was a little conservative on that second down play. I believe it was second and five. And they decided to run the ball again. And we were like, that was surprising. You thought they would have play actioned out of that and hit a quick a quick hitter, uh, a high percentage pass over the middle to Dembski after after faking a Brady. And they just seem resigned to take the field position and let, put their defense back on the field. That's what you said. And they just didn't hold up, right? They were able, the strategy they employed to frustrate and get to Dustin Crum in the first half, they didn't have any... There was no change up there for the Bomber defense in their approach against him. They kept going to the well one too many times. Receivers in man coverage, and uh, they started getting open, and, and Crum got on points. And it started, to The catalyst for all this was him using his legs a lot more in the second half, right? We didn't see that in the first half. Second half, he came out, hey, if it's not there, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to try and be somebody I'm not I'm going to take off and run and that ultimately with his running prowess was the demise of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in this game I'm still in shock from what we see transpire in the final minutes of this game his running prowess but when he was able to turn what looked like sure sacks into a throwaway or a scramble or just a a two-yard completion he was dead to rights a couple of times Alexander flipped off and he was able to get it away uh, he was dead, and he threw one to this uh, end zone to our right, incomplete, just to keep not even just the positive plays, but to keep what would have been massively negative plays and keep them just neutral. He's, his jersey's greased up. I don't know what it was, but they sacked him, what, six times and should have had ten, and Dustin Crum. This is a Rocky Butler game. I hate to say it, but Ed Tate called it again. That's the one chance you have in a in a game like this is uh, is is the unknown of uh, of a quarterback like that getting 
getting hot and uh, rallying his team. Let's go down to the locker room. I believe we have Coach uh, Mike O'Shea on the line. Coach, uh, thanks for your time in the post game. Yeah, no problem. Uh, what's your reaction to what we just saw today? Well, don't feel very good about it. We obviously uh, didn't play well enough to win. Ottawa did. Um, they put it on us in the second half, I thought. Uh, and at the very end of the game, they had more more juice than we did. Um, you know, so we had some missed opportunities, uh, you know, across the board in all three phases. And um, that's what you're going to get when you let your guard down and you and you don't play hard, tough football for 60 minutes and on overtime. When you say they had more juice than you, was there anything you can identify as to why that was? Or is it just... No, just uh, looked like we were on the field a lot and uh, and didn't look like we were finishing on defense but that shouldn't be the case right we should we should have as much jam as you need to to finish a game we did not know much about dustin crumb coming into this game uh what's your impression of the red blacks quarterback yeah he escaped very well um got out of got stepped out of a bunch of tackles and and made positive yards kept drives going i don't know how many drives he would have kept going but there's uh, more than a handful i think um which is tough to take uh but will be better yeah deflating situation obviously for your team what, no, what do you not, what, not deflating well, what is it's your address sucks, to them after it's, yeah it's not deflating we just we just lost a game right I mean, no, nobody likes that but i don't think anybody's deflated you know mike you, you say you just lost a game you guys had a 16 point lead with two and two minutes and 39 seconds to go though yep. this this doesn't feel like from a fan's perspective a re, an ordinary loss no and and we've done it to montreal with a minute 40 something to go you know, where we had to get an onside kick too. So we know it's possible. All these guys understand the CFL and that uh, those last three minutes are the beautiful part of our game and and Ottawa executed it to perfection. Uh, Coach, you have uh, Edmonton coming up on Thursday. Uh, how do you deal with a quick turnaround from a Saturday, Thursday? Yep, just rest the guys. Make sure they're uh, well rested so that they can come out and play a tough game. Uh, Coach, thanks for your time. Yep, appreciate you. Lot, He's the head coach, Michael Shea. Nice enough to join us in the post-game show. I, there's an equal and opposite reaction. I think uh, you saw how the Red Blacks responded to pulling this one out. Um, they look like they won the Grey Cup. This could be this could turn their entire season around, uh, rallying behind Dustin Crum and the the performance. How we went from zero to hero in this game. But so the opposite reaction of that is, how does this affect the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Right. You, you talk about galvanizing one team. Well, what is the opposite effect of you're the team on the other side of that now? You've got this game in the bag. The bag. For 3.8 quarters of this contest. And to have a collapse of that magnitude uh, across all phases of the game, is this something this football team needs to worry about going forward, going into that game on Thursday against, against the Elks? I believe Coach O'Shea believes just another loss. It'll just infuriate and but and further strengthen the resolve, I guess. But I I cannot help but think every player in that locker room. Hey, we got what this, this game. Contrast this to the loss to BC, thirty to six. Yeah. This, as a fan, and Texas two hundred four seventy zero sixty eight sixty eight. Your thoughts. As a fan, this one way more deflating than just getting mollywopped by the BC Lions. This, yeah, I don't get rights. Yeah, it's it's snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, right? And just just on that for a second, for dead to rights, if you had to put a number to it, 
You're up 16 points with the ball with 240 to go. You win that game in the CFL 95% of the time? Yeah, I'd say more. Right? We could go back and, and dig into it. Against a first-time starter. Uh, like, add the elements. Add the elements in. 98% because it's not it's 16 points, right? That's sometimes three scores. It's it's improbable. Uh, there will be happened. Winnipeg fans that turn this game off that will not understand that will not understand how they ended up losing this game. Let's go back down to the locker room. Welcome in the quarterback, Zach Kolaris. Zach, thanks for your time here in the post game. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, what's your reaction to what we just saw? Uh, you know, they they played better than us in the second half. They, they made more plays than us, and uh, they executed at a higher level. That's that's really all it comes down to in, in this game. Um, so hats off to them. Uh, how you saw it firsthand? How good was the, was uh, Ottawa's run defense in this game? Well, I mean, they did a good job. Again, they're they're a physical football team. We said that all week long. Uh, they have a lot of talent over there. Uh, you know, up front they're a very talented group. Uh, they do a good job. You know, playing their zones in the back end. And uh, again, they made more plays than us. Uh, the the interception, what intended to Wallatarski that went back for the touchdown. Can you describe what, what you what happened on that play? What you saw? Yeah, just. Uh, just not being on the same page, but uh, but you know I, I can't make that throw and uh, put us in this situation. Did you guys get maybe on your on your final drive when you're looking to salt this game away? Something you guys do time and time again when you have a lead, you're so good at just killing the clock. Was it too conservative approach in terms of 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 the plays you guys ran when you ended up having to give them another opportunity? Yeah, you know, the goal there is to stay on the football field. And, uh, you know, obviously we didn't do that. So, uh, again, hats off to them. Uh, Zach, just your thoughts on the game Dalton Schoen had. He had one get away from him, but then he made that huge second down and 15 conversion, bouncing back from what looked like a mistake. Yeah, I mean, he's a baller. So he's uh, he's always going to make plays. Um, you know, as I say to all these guys, uh, I'm throwing the ball your way, so, so be ready to make plays. Uh, Coach O'Shea said it's just another loss. Do you feel that same way? Yeah, all losses uh, are terrible. So this is uh, not a special one, you know. We, nobody likes to lose. You're in this business to win games. And, uh, you know, we, we have a quick turnaround here against a, a team that's very physical uh, and, uh, you know, looking for a, a win as well. So um, we need to be ready to play in front of our in front of our home fans. Uh, Dustin Crum on the other side was making his first start. What did you make of his performance in this game? I mean, he did a good job with his feet for sure. Uh, I didn't watch a ton, you know, early on. You know, at the end there, I felt like a spectator, which, uh, you know, isn't fun when the ball's not in your hands. But uh, yeah, you know, he did a, he did a really good job, uh, you know, moving around there. So um, I'm sure he's, uh, you know, very excited and, and uh, as they all are. Zach, thank you for your time, man. I appreciate you. Thanks, guys. He is the quarterback, Zach Kolaris. Nice enough to join us in the post-game show. One uh, twenty-eight left in the fourth quarter, second and seven. Second and seven is overwhelmingly a passing down in the CFL. It's not even, it's 90%. They ran the ball to Brady Oliveira for one back yard. Back to back. And we, met, we mentioned it at the time, a million things lead to wins and losses, but that's one where you go, you're trying to work 20 seconds, extra 20 seconds off the clock, but is that taking your foot off the gas? Is that trying not to lose as opposed to that's just a different approach, you know, to uh, to putting a game away? Is it a is I mean, is it also a comment where the passing offense was in that moment? Like there again, there's a million things that go into these decisions and not every it's not never black and white. But did Buck think, well, we, we have to be safe because 
our passing offense is not 100%. We don't know. Zach's been sacked. Zach's thrown a pick. Receivers have dropped balls. Like, there's a lot going on, but uh, we're going to, when we reconvene at home for the game Thursday against Edmonton, we're going to be talking about that, having had a chance to look at it some more uh, as uh, one of the decisions of this game. Let's go back down to the locker room and welcome in uh, linebacker Adam Bighill. Adam, thanks for your time in the post game. Yep, you got it. Uh, what, overall, what do you make of that game? You know, really a tale of two halves. Um, in the second half, we didn't play well enough by any, by any means. What, what changed then from first half to second half in your mind? Well, I mean, I mean, I think second half, they came out and made plays and we didn't. Um, you know, especially, you know, last last drive, you know, we're uh, just under a minute left. I mean, m- must have been completion, completion, completion. You know, like we got to be, we got to make them work harder. And, uh, you know, we, we didn't. What did you make of Dustin Crum's performance, the Ottawa quarterback in this one? Yeah, I mean, I said it on uh, a couple of days ago in an interview that, you know, like, the guy can run, and we need to be able to take care of a quarterback scramble because he's going to extend plays. we got to be great, hold him up in the pocket. And, um, you know, and, and, and he was able to get out and run, and, and uh, you know, he did some damage that way too. So, I mean, um, not, not, not unexpected, but, you know, unfortunately we weren't, we weren't able to execute knowing that he had that ability. What's the tone right now in the locker room? Is it is it anger? Is it is it disbelief? Is it shock? Are, are you guys? We, we we couldn't believe. I mean, this is a team that prides itself on on executing and and rising to the occasion in the most critical moments of a game, and yet this is the first time we've seen that all get away from this team. What do you, what do you feel the mood is? You put the, your finger on the pulse of this team right now. Yeah, I mean. It, you know, it's it's upset that we let something slip away from us. Um, you know, guys know that we there's all plays all over the field that that we want back, and uh, you know that that that's on all three phases. And you know, so it, it, you're just frustrated that you know you didn't make the plays you needed to make to win the game for us. I mean, that's it. You guys have a spy on Dustin Crum in that second half. Uh, we didn't uh, we didn't specifically. Uh, put put a lot of spies on on Crum now. Okay, uh, Adam, I, I initially wanted to have you on to celebrate your first two sack game in a long time. Uh, what what was working well in the first half? What what will you kind of take from that first half? Well, I mean, first half we were we were getting after him up in the pocket. Um, you know, we were did a couple things different to I think surprise them a little bit, um, and we were able to get a lot of pressure and 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 really you know I think six out of seven drives were two and outs and uh, you know that's. That was a great start, but it wasn't it wasn't good enough. It wasn't a great finish. We needed to take that same energy into the second half. So, uh, quick turnaround to Thursday. What do you do between now and then? Well, we got to watch film, quickly flush it, and get your body right, ready to be physical for uh, you know a short turnaround here. I mean, um, no doubt about it. We got to get ready to play another one, and it's going to be you know against a team who's looking to get get a win and and, and put it to us. So, I mean, we got to get we got to get ready. Adam, thank you for your time, sir. You got it, guys. He is the Bombers linebacker, Adam Big Hill. Nice enough to join us on the postgame show. We have a ton to talk about as we continue here from TD Place. This went from the most uninteresting game I've possibly ever seen in the first half to one of the, the it's, I mean, this is, you want to talk about water cooler talk? It's what happened. Fourth, I mean, in the, library of fourth quarter collapses this is a big book this is uh 
I don't want to call it a bestseller, but my goodness, does this stick out. It just doesn't, it didn't seem, you know, even after that that pick six by, by Zach Kolaris, it didn't seem possible. Like it could have gotten to this point. And uh, with another opportunity in overtime, you're like just waiting for the inevitable correction from the Blue Bombers to come. And it, it just continued to get worse. I'm going to ask you a question while I while I run a calculation uh, here. I mean, but apart from Ottawa, second half there was more fullback from Ottawa, but that that kind of doesn't explain. And it's not like Winnipeg was totally unable to get to Destin Crum, but unable to get him to the ground. And then, like the difference in his confidence level from the first half, like. I, I feel like uh, I'm I'm the guy in all is quiet in the Western Front watching my buddies drop you know be shot dead around me and all of a sudden he's just Rambo charging through this Bombers defense including the game-winning touchdown uh, the transformation of that kid in 16 minutes of halftime was unbelievable it's almost you feel like Bobby Dice told him at halftime hey stop trying to be a pocket passer start playing to your strengths. You don't have to stay in there and hold on and pad the football and go through your progressions. If you're not seeing it and you don't understand what you're seeing down the field, just take off. Play to your abilities as an athlete. And whether he said that or not, that's exactly what he did in the second half. And did that ever pay dividends and change the course of this game? The Bombers couldn't get out of that. We have to blitz heavy against this guy. And that really ended up exposing their their back end in one-on-one coverage. And, uh, you know, when you blitz like that too and you don't get home, your second level's decimated because it all added to the pass rush. So when Crum evaded that first wave, there's a winning touchdown in the overtime. There's a tremendous website, profootballreference.com. If you need anything on American football, you go to Pro Football Reference, the statistics there, unbelievable. They, they have a win probability calculator. You plop in the situation, the time remaining, the down, the distance, and what the, what the initial uh, Vegas line was to indicate the relative strength of the two teams. This isn't exact for the CFL. It's, it's slightly different. But if you put in the exact situation the Bombers were in, all the variables inputted. Second and five from their own 22 with 240 to go, up 16 points as a 10-point favorite. Pro Football References win probability, 99.8%. And whatever the actual number is, it, it ain't that far off it because think of the weird stuff that had to happen. Point two. Yeah. It reared its ugly head tonight. And uh, said, never count me out. I'm uh, that, uh, the, like, yeah, I mean, the most improbable of improbabilities manifested. And uh, like I said, I, I hope it's just uh, a situation where this, it angers this team and they come up with a vengeance against Edmonton. But uh, that lack of, of killer instinct or focus or taking your foot off the pedal, or getting conservative. It all just came together in a perfect storm. I'm going to have questions about the bomber defense going forward. I've had questions in five. I have questions about the offensive line. 
going forward. Also, well, couldn't, uh, couldn't establish the run. And Zach Claris probably got hit 10 times tonight if he got hit once, I, w- I, would, I would guess. He got sacked once or twice, three times in this game. Got hit probably six or seven other times. And, uh, yeah, and ten- that was, that's a big problem for this football team. Part of its identity is being multidimensional and having that ground game. And uh, they got it handed to them on the line of scrimmage. Ten running back carries for 20 yards tonight is not nearly uh, enough. We have a ton of things to talk about as we continue. Uh, and you talked about in the beginning with like whatever, three minutes left in the first quarter, we were talking about how this might be the most boring day in the history of football days. I cannot wait for Braden's sounds of the game, which will capture the roller coaster ride we have been on as Blue Bomber fans. There's going to be moments of just silence because we're just looking at each other going, did this... I was stupefied, gobsmacked. It's it's even when Dandridge takes it back for the pick eight. I never. It's I not didn't enough. Really think. It wasn't enough. Man, alive. Uh, we have that. We have the final numbers, the drive of the game, and the hardest hit of the game as well. Doug's third key of, to the game: no trap game. Yeah, don't play down to the level. He got trapped. It wasn't even playing down to the levels. Dustin Crum played up to their level, right? He went from being a guy that I didn't think deserved to be on anyone, you're like, oh, that's why it was four string. You're right? calling for Arbuckle. Yeah, I was like, why don't they put a guy in that can run an offense? And then, uh, man, I'd like to have Bobby Dice on here and say, yeah, what what kind of magic oranges did you give Dustin Crum at halftime? Because there's a reason he did, hired Did Kari they tell Hill? him he was going to be cut at the end of this game if, if they didn't win? Or I'm not sure, but he got better in a hurry. There's a reason they hired Kahari Jones to be the offensive coordinator here, right? Yeah. Kahari was free. Well, he's, he, you know, if there's a quarterback you want to say, hey, man, just turn off the noise and just grin it and, and rip it, you know? He's a guy that's going to tell you that. Hey, put it up. Do what you do. I, I'm just, I'm still dumbfounded. We're going to have a bite to eat after the postgame show. I'm going to be dumbfounded. I didn't then. play in this game, and I need a drink. I, if you're on the Air Canada flight out of Ottawa tomorrow, I'm going to be the dumbfounded guy in row whatever, 35. Uh, football is an incredible game, and unfortunately for Bomber fans, it's for just reasons like this. You know, This is Canadian football at its fine. At this, its, is, this ended its up core. being a CFL classic. <laughs> you made Did that joke. Yeah. I was like, this is the least likely game to ever be remembered by anybody in Canadian football lore. And I, I mean, I'm sorry. I guess I jinxed this football team because what happened in that fourth quarter, I mean, was spectacular, obviously in the favor of the Red Blacks, but I, I just haven't seen anything like that. Spectacular. The Grand Canyon is a spectacular sight. This was jaw-dropping. Th- yeah, this is something to behold. Uh, we will break 204-780-6868. I cannot wait to read your texts, and we will discuss them as we continue from Ottawa. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. Listen to over 500 radio stations from anywhere in Canada with Radio Player Canada, the must-have app that's as Canadian as you are. Funny, well-informed, dominating the music scene at the gym or in the car. Enjoy every type of radio station anywhere, anytime. Listen through your phone, Sonos, Google Chromecast, Google Home, Amazon Echo, Apple CarPlay, and Android Auto. Download the Radio Player Canada app today. 
It's where Canadian radio plays. You deserve to take a refreshing break this summer. Whether that's on the road in a spotless vehicle or for a quiet 15 minutes with your morning coffee. Your local co-op is here to help you hit refresh. Purchase any car wash at participating co-op locations from July 13th until September 6th and get a free cooperative coffee or big cool slush of any size. Your vehicle will get a high-quality clean to help maintain its longevity while you enjoy a bonus refreshing beverage during your busy day. Stop by your local co-op gas bar today. Opa has a new app. Get it on your phone and Opa will always be there with you. Anytime, anywhere. It's there when you're driving down the road. There when you're on the couch at home. There when you're out on the go. Get the OPA app and start earning OPA rewards points toward free menu items. Download it today on the App Store or Google Play. Do you know what you can recycle in Winnipeg? Only paper, cardboard, and empty containers made of plastic, metal, or glass go in your cart or bin. Items that are not accepted, like plastic bags, clothes, diapers, garbage, and containers with food or liquid in them, increase recycling costs and ruin other recyclables. Find out what goes where at winnipeg.ca slash recycling or contact 311. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The post-game show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final score from Ottawa. The Bombers falling to 4-2 and two on the season with the 31-28 overtime loss to the Ottawa Red Blacks. 204-780-6868 is the text line. Patrick in Mexico. Doug Brown said this game may have saved the Red Black season. This game may have been the start of the Bombers' demise. Someone on the Bombers team should be fired, says Ed. Buck Pierce made some stupid calls. Andy, what a collapse by the Bombers. That's the type of loss that keeps your team out of first or second place at the end of the season. Bombers are 4-2, and two, completely smoke and mirrors. This team has problems. Not 100% sure I agree with the smoke and mirrors part, but uh, your point about, and they will never talk about this, but you are absolutely right. This is the kind of loss that keeps your team out of first or second place at the end of the season, and all of a sudden, you're a loss. You're one back in the loss column of the BC Lions, and, you know, who hosts the West Final and gets that almost free pass to the Grey Cup? These are the ones you kind of can't let get away from you. Yeah, Derek Derek Taylor and Doug Brown with you in the postgame show. Missed opportunity, right? These are the kind of games... I mean, granted, the nature of this game, I don't think anyone has seen in, in some time. It's um, what a spectacular showcase for the CFL in general. But you're the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and you write the ship. You go through the rest of the regular season. There's no way this game doesn't come back to affect your 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 chances down the stretch, right? This will, you know, in, unless they can... Uh, really become a near perfect football team the chances of this this loss getting away from them in that in that final two minutes that it just affects your your positioning and your opportunity to have a buy and or a home game as an opportunity to go to the a championship game let's do the final numbers brought to you by jml renovations they don't just build a garage they build your garage visit jmlrenovations.com zach kalaris 22 of 32 354 yards, two touchdowns, and the one interception was a pick six. Brady Oliveira, nine 
carries for 16 yards. Oliveira also three catches for 93 yards, but one of those was a fumble that Ottawa uh, turned around, and I believe I'd have to check that they were turned away on a first and goal situation in that spot. Dembski, 5 of 79 for one. Rashid Bailey, 26 yards, receiving on five catches. Wally, 4 for 70 in his fourth touchdown of the year. And Dalton Schoen, we should stop and talk about for a second. Seven targets, four catches, 66 yards. And a missed TD. It should have been 130 yards and a touchdown, but that that was that was a straight drop. Yes, for the second straight week, straight drop. Yeah. yeah and it's it, it, That's a mental thing now. You can tell now. He's that open. The ball's coming. There's, there's, a, there's a mental impediment. I think now it's, it's, it's like those guys standing in the end zone, wide open. There's too much time, and you start thinking about it. It's, uh, it's on repeat in his head now, and he just, he just needs to get over that hurdle. He did make the catch on second and fifteen, though afterward, yeah. where he he drives off contested. Coverage. Fought, you know, first down kind of catch. This wasn't a home run ball, right? So different scenarios, different contexts. And he's got he's just got a mental hurdle, I I think, right now with those uh those home run shots, you know, that that keep hitting the wall on him. It was I believe this is right, fourth quarter, fourteen minutes ago, second and six from the bombers forty four yard line. The the play sheet just says Zach Kalar's pass incomplete deep to Dalton Schoen. But that's a 66-yard touchdown that would have made it 32 to nine. Game's over. Um, and that's it. And and why coaches, why Coach O'Shea will say Monday on the coaches show that a lot of plays go into it. Uh, Alden Darby had an interception that he probably would have picked sixth in this game. And in the first quarter, first half, Savon Scarver had an 80, whatever it was, 70-yard touchdown which was perfectly laid in by Crum that he dropped that would have made it a one-score game in the moment. And the Red Blacks had two turnovers on downs in the red zone as well, right? So, I mean, both teams missed multiple. This this game was going to end up the way this game ended up because both teams had multiple missed opportunities to, to make their mark on it, uh, to, to close it off. And it just... Uh, <laughs> The, the red-black offense turned into uh, the most inept offensive performance I've seen in the first half to a, a juggernaut. I'm going to do it the next commercial break, but Crum finishes 26 of 42 for 261, no touchdowns and an interception. I am certain there's a point at which he had... And he ran for 100 yards, right? And he ran for 103 on nine carries and two touchdowns. Uh, I am certain there's a point where he was at like 20 attempts for... 50 yards like something just we were joking about two yards an attempt is pretty atrocious. Oh, the first half numbers were people were talking is this an all-time record for passing futility in the first half when he had 20 yards passing or something like that it was uh pro athletes man pro athletes are un, like as a <laughs> as a regular person is there a sports psychologist in their in their locker room that he had a little chat with at halftime because all of a sudden he became you know well he looked like michael vick in the second half it was uh the way, like, his mobility was, they just couldn't hem him in. And, you know, it's funny. that And they last, sacked him it, six times. In overtime, Brandon Alexander has him dead to rights on that scramble. And he got made to look, like, stiff on that. Like, 
I've never seen a, a guy of that caliber get shook like that before on a game-winning TD. I mean, Brandon, that's your safety. That's your all-world. You know, Adam Big Hill missed Dustin Crum on a number of, you know, down here when uh, he went in for the touchdown as well. Cut back inside off a of biggie after Jefferson, you know, flushed him out, gave up on him. What? It, it, I'm just stupefied by this game. Evan Holmes, seven tackles, did take a pass interference call on one of the late Red Blacks drives. Biggie, seven tackles, two sacks. Demario Houston had his fourth interception of the season. Jeff Cota sack, Jefferson a sack, Maluo a sack, Ricky Walker a sack. From the Red Blacks side, they had virtually nothing in the running back run game either. Eight for 36, but Crum 103 and two scores. Nate Bahar, 10 catches for 87 yards and some big-time ones uh, on those late drives. Jalen Acklin came alive. Uh, Justin Hardy had a 53-yard catch and run. I believe it was on that last drive where he turned a five-yard stick route. Just plant your foot in the ground, turn around, catch the ball. We're just trying to get a completion. Turns that into a 53-yard play. Incredible. Anthony O'Claire, no, uh, that's a special team tackle. Wakefield, Malden, Ta'ala as three of their front four have sacks in this game as well. Just do, uh, this is insane based on where we were in the first quarter. Ottawa had more net offense than Winnipeg in this game, 368 to 357. Ottawa ran 67 offensive plays as the defense could not get off the field in that fourth quarter. Final numbers are brought to you by JML Renovations. They don't just build a garage, they build your garage. Visit jmlrenovations.ca. Ken is on the text line. This has been coming for a while. No run game at all. DBs playing soft, receivers dropping balls and fumbling. Last week's game, the Bombers had no run game until that final dr- that that big drive in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's been a, I mean, Oliveira leads the league in rushing. It's been a, Better season than last year, but it has gone absolutely dry. And when we talk about the run game, for me, the running back is is a later factor in it. You need to move bodies in the run game. And the Bombers could not move bodies at all. And they were were bested by the Ottawa Red-Black defensive line beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers offensive line tonight, without question, hands down, right? In terms of hits, pressure on Zach Kolaris, in terms of, nullifying the running game and making them one-dimensional, right? It's uh, putting Zach Claris in an uncomfortable situation. So it uh, that's that was one consistent part of this game is that that Ottawa Red-Black defensive line won in for four quarters against against the Bomber offensive line. That, that part you can't argue. If there was one consistency from the Ottawa Red-Blacks tonight, it was the line of scrimmage defensively for them. Rubens on a text line says uh, O'Shea should have thrown the challenge flag on the second last play before the touchdown that sent the game to overtime. Ackland pushed off. Why not use the challenge? It's the end of the game. I don't Ruben specifically remember that, but your point about that is, yeah, you don't, there are no points for keeping your challenges. So uh, yeah, it's, it's worth a, worth a fishing call. Uh, Texter says Todd says absolutely pathetic. Fourth quarter might be the worst in history. It, it wasn't great. Like we said, we pump it into the win probability calculator and it spits back 99.8. Uh, it's not great. 
Adam says Bradley as a running back today was, he says, garbage. He had 90 yards re- receiving as well, right? There are there are multiple ways to affect it, but to to Doug's point of their, the offensive line got just dominated. And if you get hit two yards in the backfield or Patty Newfeld gets pushed into you two yards in the backfield, there's nothing any running back who is not Barry Sanders in the history of football could ever do with that. You you absolutely have to uh, get some help in that. Bombers are the worst 4-2 team I've ever seen. They did put up 40 burgers in the first couple of weeks, and they their defense did absolutely obliterate Montreal and essentially Calgary uh, for, say, seven out of eight quarters uh, the past couple of weeks. This was something. <laughs> I, I, we're going to talk a, a ton about it. Um, I just will we'll double back to this at one point, but O'Shea saying it's just a loss, and I just... It's just he's just trying to force his, you know, his take on the game, how he wants to convey in the locker room. You know, you can argue with us. We know we know what it was. It doesn't matter if if he wants to agree or not. You know, you can't be on the receiving side of an outcome like that and not you know have that affect you on a, on a deeper level as a, as a player. Yeah, well, and especially to one of the previous... Talk about a rattle to, like, your confidence in your... Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and to one of the previous texters' point, the playoffs are still 12 games away, but dumping a game like this in a, in a season where you're not going to finish 15-3 and three like last year, ramifications. If Saskatchewan... I'm not sure what's happened in their game with Calgary right now. I think they took it... 7 nothing. I think they took an opening kick back for a touchdown. If Saskatchewan is somehow in the mix... like. And if BC keeps doing BC things, you now got to go on a road in the West Final, and you got to get through a 60-40 proposition against Saskatchewan or Calgary or whatever in the in the West semi. You don't want to play the West semifinal. You did. You'd never want to play a semifinal playoff game. You want the final at home, unless it's 2019, which <laughs> which was a one-off. Well, yeah, that was Zach Kolaris joins the team late in the year, yeah. but it's something like. 60-plus percent of the Grey Cup representatives were the number one seed in their division. For all the reasons, you know exactly why. And to the texter's point from earlier, this is one of those games that you pay for with playoff seeding down the road. It is 6.42 p.m. We still have a ton to talk about here from Ottawa, as much as it may be painful. Plenty more of your texts at 204-780-6868. Keep firing them to us. I cannot wait to hear Braden's sounds of the game coming next. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The start. Well, we're just trading one type of inflation for another. Yeah. You know, the cost of of living is overall going to more or less stay the same because we're just going to be spending more money on shelter every single month. The start. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. Sounds of the game, brought to you by PlayNow.com. Dembski, nice catch to the 45. A blue bomber first down. He wants Agadosi, and he's got him at the 40 to the 50. Sacked. Malik Clements did it. Bet on blue at PlayNow.com. Enjoy responsibly.
Winnipeg's public libraries are at the heart of our community, with locations in neighborhoods across the city. And libraries are bigger than books. They are meeting places, resources, and provide great community education services to families. We love our libraries, and we know you do too. Our libraries are a valuable public service and a foundation for building strong and healthy communities. Let's continue our support for our public libraries and the library workers who provide this vital service each and every day. A message from the Canadian Union of Public Employees Local 500, representing Winnipeg's public libraries library workers. As we slowly age, we stop taking the little things for granted, like getting in and out of the bath without slipping. If a simple thing like stepping over the tub has suddenly become a lot less simple, maybe it's time to consider a tub-to-shower conversion. Bathfitter can remove your bathtub and replace it with a large, safe walk-in shower, a small change for such huge peace of mind. If you or someone you love is ready to make the change, call Bathfitter for a free in-home consultation. 204-668-1016. Bathfitter. It just fits. Hi, I'm Eric Bardell. A funeral is an experience we all have to go through. For over 120 years, my family has been making a difficult experience just a little easier. We strive to tailor each service to be as unique as the individual. To find out more, visit our website at neilbardellinc.com. Or see us in person at 3030 Notre Dame across from Brookside Cemetery. Neil Bardell Funeral Centre, the only funeral home owned and operated by the Bardell family in Winnipeg. I'm Eric Bardell. Thank you for listening. Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Centre, where you build with confidence. We're about to get underway as the Bombers chase Five and one, Richie Leone's kick is up. It's McRae from his 22 on the numbers. 30, 35 through some traffic. Gets to just shy of the 40 yard line. Some extra celebrating and shoving afterward. Here we go, second down. Same two linemen as tight ends. Three receivers will help block. Dembski's the only receiver who goes out in this formation. Krukop bubbles it to the right hand side and he's in for the touchdown. Big Hill creeps up as well in a five man rush. Crumb. Gunning it wide and into Mario Houston's hands and he's got it. He bobbled it twice, intercepted at the 50 and stepped out of bounds. Demario Houston with his fourth interception of the season. Hurry up, they fake the run. Throw it to Dembski, who's going to walk into the end zone for the touchdown. He faked the run to Oliveira. Dembski just hooked up, was wide open, and Kolaris with one of his many angles of throws is able to get it there fast. Sheehan standing on his own 12-yard line awaiting the snap from Mike Benson. Pressure right up the middle and she had just got it off. This will be Dandridge from his 39-yard line. Straight up field, 45. Oh, he's just clobbered. Oh, my goodness. Jared Beeksma, after Kerfala Exime got an arm on him, Beeksma just planted him into the ground. Oh, a big hit from the Bomber in a second game. It's First down, Red Blacks for their own 46. Second and 10, Big Hill showing blitz. He's going to bust through again. Bam! Oh, what a shot by Walker on Crum at the 40. Walker's helmet comes off. Honestly, I kind of hope Crum is all right as it's third down. Oh, fake it to Dembski. Throw it across the middle. Wide open for the touchdown. Kneeling down a yard into the end zone. And the Bombers are broken 20. It's 24 to 6. Well, Tarski with his fourth of the season. It's Oliveira in the flat. He's got the first down, 20, 25, 30, 35. Fumble, ball's in the ground, still skipping forward. Who's got it? Still alive, and the Red Blacks have it back in their own end. But then it's knocked free as the whistle blows. Dobson is going to be furious. 
A red flag picked it up, tried to keep going. Dobson drilled him, forced it out, but the whistle had blown. The turnover by Oliveira, and the Red Blacks have the ball just on their own side of midfield. Three receivers to the left. Solaris looking left. Throws a little one to wall. Tarski behind him, and it's picked off. Dandridge going to the end zone for the touchdown. Kalaris threw it behind Wallatarski. He tipped it up in the air. And the, uh, the touchdown they couldn't get against the defense, they get against the Bombers' offense. Um, has the Red Blacks first and goal from the Bombers, first and 10 from the Bombers' 12-yard line. Four-man rush from pressure up the middle, scrambles out to his right on the run. Four, three seconds on the clock. Two, come to the end zone for the touchdown. Are you kidding? Dustin Crum, the 12-yard scramble, and the Red Blacks are within two. He, he ran rush through Abu Dharami Soiree at the two-yard line. The play he couldn't make last week. Overtime is underway from the 35, first and 10. Three receivers into the left. Kalaros fakes a handoff, dumps it off. It's Bailey, 35, 30, stepping, and he's forced out of bounds by Frankie Griffin. Rashid Bailey, good for a gain of five. It was a good spot for the Bombers. It's just shy of the 41, so this will be a 48-yard field goal attempt from Sergio Castillo to give the Bombers a three-point lead. Snap, good, kick is up. And it is good. Bombers' possession is in the books. They now lead it 28 to 25. Ottawa has a chance to match or beat it with their drive from the 35-yard line. Red Blacks from the 29-yard line of the Bombers. Four-man front. Four-man will rush. Crum looking right. Pumps is going to scramble. 25, 20, 15. Crum's into the end zone for the touchdown and the win. Oh, my goodness. And the Red Blacks are racing off the bench to hug the newest for the day CFL star. I'm just speechless. The most improbable of comeback victories. They might have just saved their entire football season with what they did in the fourth quarter against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Sounds of the game, a Braden Owasco production. What a ride this was. This, I rarely ever do. Uh, so just behind the scenes for a second here, we're in Ottawa. There's no, there's no clock down to our right. And the Red Blacks were moving left to right on that final drive. So I had to look back left to see the time on the clock. They take that snap first and 10 from the 12-yard line with nine seconds to go. And Crum scrambles out of the pocket. And in my head, I'm thinking, does he have enough time to do this? Eight, seven. I turn and look. There's five, four. And somehow Crum is still alive. If he gets tackled anywhere but in the end zone. He, he very well could have. If he's down with one second left, he gets a chance. But he could have easily used all nine seconds of that trying to scramble to make a play. Last week, he got stopped on, like, the two-yard line, and Ottawa lost the game. I had forgotten just how razor's edge that last touchdown was from Dustin Crum. And you heard it there in our voices. We're just, oh, this, this game's done. Yeah, we're, we're, everything's good. Everything's good. And then Kolaros hangs one to Walatarski. He explained it as uh, miscommunication, and then he said, I can't throw that. Uh, Zach often, on just about every interception I think I've ever asked him about in the postgame show, he says, I can't throw that. Something happened there, and everything became possible for the Ottawa Red Blacks. 
man, so much in here. Walker sack on Crum. He just about destroyed his entire life. You heard there. I I was legit worried that Crum was going to be injured because Walker hit him so hard. And you know what? It didn't matter to Dustin Crum. He's he's a he's a tough kid. They talked about him being super slight and uh, maybe not going to be able to stand up to the the rigors of the football game. But that guy uh, never say die attitude. He had no reason to be confident going into the second half, and yet the resolve and the poise, the veteran savvy he displayed, his uh, his performance in the second half uh, that was incredible. Two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. One texter says, "Why run the ball on second and seven on the final drive? Go for the first down and extend the drive." Couldn't agree more. Uh, forgive me because the CFL is the stats problems. They have three consecutive plays happening at 128 left on the clock, which is just not possible. But anyway, 128 left, second and seven from the 53. Uh, Buck Pierce calls a run play, and we talked about it before. Back-to-back run plays. Yeah, second and seven is 90-plus percent passing in the Canadian Football League for all the reasons you think it is. And when you're running average, I mean, here's the whole thing. That's a very good point. You've got to take it in context of the game, too. Right. So you're second and seven. You're already telling me that that's what percentage of passing down? I off top of my head, 92 percent. OK. And then in a game where you're averaging less than two yards a carry, that's a that's a just give the but you might as well just punt on second down then calling that play. Right. You're fully intending to punt unless a miracle happens. You're, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're playing based the, on playing what has punt. happened. Up until that point in that game, there's no way you're converting that on second down running that football. Absolutely. <clears throat> Not unless all of a sudden Herschel Walker and his prime just walked onto your roster. That's not being converted for a first down. So I, I'm not putting this all on a play call, but that was, uh, you know what they say, uh, a snowball starting to roll downhill gains momentum, and, and that was part of it. They, it, the play itself, you run the ball because you can take some time off the clock. That play got them 22 seconds off the clock. Had they thrown it, uh, Ottawa would have got the ball back. Instead of 57 seconds, they would have got the ball back with a minute 10, a minute 15, something like that. So, I mean, that's what, that's the only thing I can think they were thinking. Because, to your point... Well, even, the, if, even if they get six, then maybe Prukop comes in and sneaks for it, and they... Yep. Salt away the game that way. But to your point, the context of the game said we are not able to run the ball. And it, so then you do it two times in a row? You're, you're, you have to be. You can't. In, in, your, in your perfect right mind, and I don't know where coaches are when they call plays. I've never done it. But in your perfect right mind, you cannot believe you're going to get the first down running the football. You you're doing it pre- to move the clock. You can't pretend your running game is something that it hasn't been all game historically it might be you know you might have an opportunity there but not in this game you didn't no absolutely ottawa was i i thought i I thought we'd leave this game with the bombers winning by 35 and us going man that defensive line is solid and it turns out that uh, it turned uh much different that ray says i'm deflated but on the bright side i've been saying we'll win 13 games this year and the cup let's use this as a hard lesson learned mike says can we just say embarrassing loss I mean, it was because they, they, they let it get away. 
That would be, yeah, I, I could not, if you want to say embarrassing loss, I can absolutely not argue with that. Dom says, the turning point was the Oliveira fumble. The Bombers were marching and were guaranteed a field goal. That's another log on the fire, right? Ottawa takes that. They don't score on the ensuing drive, but, I mean, Oliveira's got a 40-yard catch and run, and, you know, that would have been the what was the 90-yard drive last week and just, hey, we're going to run out the clock, but uh, that's problematic. Another texture says, I think we need some new defensive backs. And Well, you got some new ones that are healthy that are coming uh, available to play next week, correct? Uh, they'll come off the six-game injury list. Jamal Parker has been limited in practice. And Winston Rose? Winston Rose is eligible to come off. He's been practicing fully. Does Winston Rose come back in is a whole other conversation that we'll have probably in advance of next game when we see the roster. But uh, there were receivers running wide open once again. And they're just from 2021 to this year, that 2021 defense, if that's even remotely stuck in your mind as to what the Bombers defense is all about, I think you just have to forget it. Because that might have been the best defense I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah. Maybe Calgary in the in the mid 2010s had something comparable. This is so far from that, and they have to win games a different way now. Yeah, they set an impossible standard that year that I don't think any team will ever be able to replicate. It's uh, it's not realistic. 204-780-6868 for the text line. The Bombers play football like I play golf. It didn't work once, so I'll do it 10 more times, and then it'll work, even though it keeps failing. Uh, this is John. All due respect to Coach O'Shea. I think he relies on the players to prepare professionally too much. You could tell in the TV sideline shots in the first half that the players were in we've-got-this-one mode, especially the offense, no killer instinct. I can believe they thought they had this game won. And did they have killer instinct last week when they decided we're passing got them the lead last week and running salted it away. They decided to run the ball and they absolutely swallowed up that fourth quarter. I can, I can see how you get there. Uh, I'm an utter belief at what I just witnessed. Yeah, you, you too. Milt Stegall said something about the old line early in the season that they're too old. I don't know that Adam Big Hill is one of the older guys. Big Hill, well, Big Hill had some fantastic early performance. I cannot, I cannot tell you what happened to free up Dustin Crumb, but Big Hill was part of that defense. So uh, I'll, I'll reserve judgment on Big Hill's performance in this game. Stanley Bryant, Jamarcus Hardrick didn't appear to have troubles in this game that well, I can think of. I mean, it was an interior issue they had. They, uh, the matchup. <clears throat> I'll tell you this. I, I would say this with, with. Uh, confidence about the offensive line now it didn't used to matter the caliber of the defensive line that this offensive line would would face it, it just they executed regardless of of the the level of play that they were staring down in, in the trenches and now i think consistently we're seeing when they go up against a good defensive line you know they they can lose they can get things taken away from them and uh, they can get beaten repeatedly. It's just, it's another, it's another unrealistic standard that was set by this group, you know, at, at their pinnacle, at their peak. And uh, it's, it's just, it can be surprising at sometimes to see them uh, not be able to reach that standard anymore. Uh, today it was, you know, Patty Newfeld had a, 
had a real, real difficult time in this game. And uh, like you say, against the run, they weren't, they weren't getting the push they normally get. And then uh, against the pass, these guys got home against Zach Kolaris. He used to be, you couldn't used to be able to, if, you know, Zach had played a game in his jersey or not anymore. And uh, now he ends up on it a number of times, especially against a good defensive line. In the in his postgame interview, Mike O'Shea referenced the Montreal loss. The texter here says, how about that game in Montreal, September 2019? They blew a 21-point lead and lost to Vernon Adams and the Owls. Just a reminder, they wanted to win the Grey Cup that year. No big deal. They'll bounce back. I, I have to pull up the details of when the 21-point lead was coughed up, but po- like just the improbability of this, no team in the CFL goes for two-point converts. I will scream from the mountaintops, you need to go for two all the time. That's for another day. No team currently does it, so no team is used to doing it. So for Ottawa, 16 points is a two-score game, but really it's a three-score game. And yet they managed to, with 240 to go, get the defensive score and a 94-yard drive. A night. If if in 20 again, this is 2021, and then I'll stop. That defense would never allow a 94 yard. That stop is third and 10, and you're you need you're in third and 15 now. A 94 yard drive is is improbable at the best of times, and that was not the best of times for the Red Blacks. Um, However you slice it, this was a game that should not have been lost, and it, it absolutely was. Let's do the drive of the game. Brought to you by Chuds, Chrysler, and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or power sports purchase. It'll be a game changer. We we had one salted away for the Bombers as far as the drive of the game, and then it absolutely turned out to be the Ottawa Red Blacks. Seven plays, 94 yards, with 57 seconds left on the clock. Dustin Crum then pops it into the end zone for the touchdown that would eventually tie the game. Uh, when I would have thought it was third quarter, 8.06 remaining, the Bombers go three plays, 86 yards for a touchdown that I, I thought was going to be the end of the game. But it was, I don't know what Dustin Crum can do long term, but for one day, he is the star of stars in the Canadian Football League with the range of emotions that must have coursed through his body and red blacks again sitting right in front of us 330 to go they get turned away third and goal multiple lot of people left because this game's over let's get the early one home and i didn't blame them at all dustin crumb was amazing it might who knows what he does from here in a half of football he was terrible in the first half he was amazing as as pronounced as the the halves were against Calgary for Winnipeg last week, this was even more more extreme in terms of the the polar opposites between what Dustin Crum did as a leader of his offense in the first half compared to what he accomplished in the second half. That's the shortest learning curve I've ever seen in my life for a quarterback. Yeah, it really was, and that's a testament to to him and his coaching to staff. The offense, the good coaching staff, putting him in positions. You know, it's all about enabling your players and, and making them comfortable and putting them in positions for them to succeed. So he got empowered and, you know, they figured out what would work with him and he ran with it. It was it was super duper impressive. Holly says, reminds me of the implosion the Bombers had against Montreal in 2019. Absolutely. And uh, Texter says, uh, what about Greg McRae on a sweep? There's too many bodies to move up the middle. 
Greg McRae had two fantastic games, and then in this game, did not. I don't know how to describe it exactly, but didn't, didn't help have the, the same Bombers. Pop. Yeah, yeah. He he wasn't a real help to the Bombers in this one. One catch for 20 yards. Trouble catching balls on returns. And as I pull up his return numbers, I, I don't imagine they were particularly good. Average four and a half yards per punt return. Janarian Grant was, if uh, off the top of my head, over 13 yards per return. It was a rough day for Greg McRae. And not uh, not what we expected at all. The drive of the game brought to you by Chud's Chrysler and Power Sports. Take the relaxing drive out to Gimli to make your next automotive or Power Sports purchase. It'll be a game changer. Let's do the hardest hit of the game while we're here. It's brought to you by Vernos Auto Body for collision repairs. No one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernos Auto Body. My vote goes to this play from new Bombers linebacker Jared Beeksma. Sheehan standing on his own 12-yard line awaiting the snap from Mike Benson. Pressure right up the middle and Sheehan just got it off. This will be Dandridge from his 39-yard line. Straight up field, 45. Oh, he's just clobbered. Oh, my goodness. Jared Beeksma, after Kerfala Exime got an arm on him, Beeksma just planted him into the ground. Oh, a big hit from the Bomber in his second game. It's first down Red Blacks from their own 46. Two guys who came onto the roster two games ago. Exame gets a hand on him and kind of holds him up, and Beeksma just... That that must be the shot you dream of if you're Jared Beeksma. Uh, as well, Ricky Walker on Dustin Crum, the sack. Yeah, a couple times. One that uh, was challenged by Bobby Dice being... You know, uh, uh, roughing the passer penalty, and another time when uh, his helmet came off, and he hit, actually hit him up even higher with with intent. So, yeah, that was a massive uh, that was a massive sack. I oh, uh, Braden, you've got the one. Let's hear Ricky Walker's hit. Second attempt, Big Hill showing blitz. He's gonna bust through again. Bam! Oh, what a shot by Walker on Crum at the forty. Walker's helmet comes off. Honestly, I kind of hope Crum is all right as it's third down. Oh. I felt bad in the moment for yelling bam so loud because I honestly thought Crum might be hurt with how hard that hit was. He got hit so hard, he he thought he was uh, Michael Vick, and uh, that's how <laughs> we played the rest of the game. So, yeah, all of a sudden I'm the most elusive and uh, multidimensional quarterback who can uh, execute at a level I never thought I was capable before. Incredible. He got hit into another dimension of quarterback ability. Ed is mad. It doesn't like Buck Pierce should get his butt kicked for calling two running plays in a row. Throw for a first down. Uh, man, I, I I can't I can't argue with any of that. Hardest hit of the game brought to you by Vernas Auto Body for collision repairs. No one takes the ball and runs with it like Vernas Auto Body. We've talked about the offensive line. McCray, Schoen, Newfeld, Malik Clements. I feel like we didn't see Malik Clements for a lot of this game, and I. I there was so much else going on I didn't really get to see, but we saw a lot of Les Maluo and Jesse Briggs on defense, and I, I don't remember a lot of Malik Clements later in this game, so I'm curious if uh, if I'll find out that he got injured uh, later in this one. Uh, Chris, uh, the stats junkie, one of my favorite uh, posters on uh, Twitter, says uh, Oliveira and Kolaris expected to have their yardage totals increased by 15 for the yards on the fumble. So Doug Brown's pick of Brady Oliveira, despite the fact that he did not rush the ball particularly well, 
Doug scored big with Brady Oliveira in CFL Fantasy. Uh, yeah, just a loss. Running on second and seven. Leave them crumbs for crumb. Give them different looks. They still gave them different looks in that in Worked the third, in the first quarter. half. Yeah, yeah, but it, it just stopped. It stopped working. Uh, Crum and Kahari figured it all out. Yeah, they're like, hey, Kahari said to him, uh, "You see something you don't understand or, or know where to go with the football? Then just run." He was like, "Okay." Tom says, "I was stone silent on the way home." Yeah, uh, I, I I get that for sure. Uh, and another texture says, "I'm surprised they didn't give the punt returning to Johnny Augustine." I don't know if you can make that turn on a short week. Again, it's Saturday to Thursday. But I wonder if they have a lot of options as far as returners go. Johnny Augustine, Abu Dharami Soiree. They used Evan Holm last season. Demario Houston was fielding punts in practice this past week. I don't know if you can make that turn with one, literally one day of practice. But McCray did not. McCray's punt returning did not help. Uh, particularly much in this one. Uh, Brady should be out, says the texter. McCray and his running back. Johnny in kick returning. I'm not giving up on Brady quite yet. I I just, I, I think this, for me, I leave this game thinking that offensive line did not move anybody to help Brady out. And, and that is how we got to where we are. It is 7.09 in the p.m., It is still hot and muggy here in Ottawa. We will take a break. We will do our final wrap from here and set you up for a quick turnaround. I thought it would be an easy two-game stretch playing one win Ottawa and zero win Edmonton. And now I wonder wonder if Taylor Cornelius rained fire all over this defense. No, I'll never wonder that because I don't think he's particularly good. It's Princess Auto Blue Bomber football on 680 CJOB. Monday nights, it's a chance for Bomber Nation to discuss whatever's on their mind with a head coach. What would you say is your best advice for inspiring others? I don't know. I don't know that I ever try to inspire anybody. I think we just take great care for the people in our building, or we try to. I hope the people in our building feel that way. Monday nights at 7, Mike O'Shea joins Derek Taylor in studio to take your calls and texts. The weekly Bomber Coaches Show, all season long and only on 680 CJOB. If you are about to go through a divorce, you need to know the alternatives to the traditional adversarial approach. Consider Fairway Divorce Solutions. You pay a flat fee, you don't face legal battles, you negotiate independently, your children are protected from conflict, and you're free to make a fresh start. At Fairway Divorce Solutions, we are offering you a timely, independent, negotiated resolution for a flat fee. From separation, prenuptial, and cohabitation plans. Learn more at fairwaydivorce.com. There was the traditional way, now there is the fairway. We love to see your smile. Hi, I'm Dr. Ken Hammond, and at Westbrook Dental Group, I continue to take care of every smile. From the famous pinhole surgery technique for gum recession to appliances for snoring, we do it all. You don't need to be a superstar to be treated like one, so come on in and let us take care of you. Westbrook Dental continues to care, so give us a call. It's just that easy. Westbrookdental.ca We cater to care. Life is way more enjoyable with great-fitting dentures. That's why Coster Denture Clinic offers their customers 0% financing. They want to make sure that you have the best dentures available to you right now without having to worry about paying any additional interest. Why wait when you can get the denture care you need now? Call Coster Denture Clinic for a free consultation or estimate over the phone. 204-589-3337. That's 204-589-3337. Or visit costerdentureclinic.ca. 
Winnipeg Blue Bomber Football on 680 CJOB. The postgame show brought to you by Olympic Building Center, where you build with confidence. Final score from Ottawa, the Red Blacks in overtime, 38, 31, excuse me, 28 winners over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. At halftime, I just went back and hand counted this. Dustin Crum had 12 pass attempts for 20 yards at halftime. That is the definition of dominance. Of futility. So that means in the second half, he had 22 pass attempts for 241 yards, which is a, I mean, at 11 yards an attempt is an amazing number in the CFL. That's uh, an, that's a, that's an excellent Nathan Rourke from last season quarter. <laughs> and then, oh, by the way, he ran for 103 yards and uh, I'm not laughing at any, any one or anything in particular. It's just absolute this game is absolutely dumbfounding and it's it's why my entire life since i was like 14 years old wanted to call live professional sports because anything could happen and we're along for the ride the drama the theater the the incredible the improbable the insanity it was uh things you know that you think are impossible it just goes to show you you know that was that fourth quarter is a celebration of this game. It wasn't a celebration for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, but it just goes to show you uh, the level of theater and 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 entertainment that can be provided even in games that were awful to watch for for the first half. Edmonton is in Winnipeg on Thursday, and then they get the bye week. They go into the game five and two, four and two, excuse me, and the uh, Edmonton Elks are zero and six. What is an acceptable result from Thursday's game? An accept, I mean, <clears throat> it depends. Like, I'll answer it first if you well, want. You have to win first and foremost. You I know, think you, <clears throat> like, you have to mash Edmonton into a fine paste or else I'm going to have questions going into the bye week. That's kind of where I come from. The question is, what do you believe about Thursday's game? Or else game? there could be changes in the bye week as well, right? So they, uh, um, there's a lot of, uh, you know, pieces on this team if they're not you know in sync or, or operating you know one thing we know about the management of this team they're not afraid to to make moves to try and better it so uh if you keep seeing consistent pitfalls and and weaknesses for this football team i i wouldn't be surprised to see them try and address it three names i think that i will then keep an eye on between now and then the game on the other side of the bye week which is bc in winnipeg uh kyrie wilson because if he's back, he's going into the lineup immediately. Kenny Lawler? Kenny Lawler. What's his situation with his immigration troubles? I'll also be watching Liam Dobson and Tui Ellie Because I've never believed that this interior offense of this offensive line for years has been anywhere near its strength. Uh, I've had questions for a while. Those two guys have been on the roster every game they were available this season. I, I don't know if you can... Make that pivot. There's a lot that goes into it. But this game gave me a lot of concerns about... And, I mean, there's nothing you, there's nothing you could do. Jamarcus Hardrick and Stanley Bryant are your tackles until the season's over. There's a difference with getting Americans. But you can't... There aren't trades that are out there, right? This is the Canadian yeah. Football League. There aren't just... You can't just trade for a dude if you think there's someone available. If you want to go and get an American player and you want to give up a Canadian, GMs will take that all day. But you, you kind of got to dance with the ones you've you've brung, right? So 
Kyrie Wilson coming back would be great. Do Jamal Parker or uh, Winston Rose go into the defensive backfield? We'll see if Retta Cramdy comes off the one game. Does he go into Alden Darby's spot as was intended before the Montreal game? I no longer have really worries about that defensive line, I don't think. It feels like with Jeff Coat back, that's going yeah. great guns. A lot of guys had a lot of action there. But can they cover and can they consistently move bodies with the offensive line? And protect. And protect Zach Kolaris uh, are the questions I have before the Elks. Fortunately, the Elks look like an absolute disaster. But we were They're very... probably enthused by what they saw tonight. So... Any, well, this is the game that gives everybody hope for the next five years, right? Well, remember. Remember when. The Red Blacks were down 16 with 2.40 to go, and they won a second straight home game, which has to be the second straight home win in forever. And it's the first. They'd lost five straight to the Bombers here in Ottawa, I believe the number was, uh, until uh, today. Let me check to make sure we know what time it is. And, and by the way, uh, it's been two consecutive weeks where someone has said they thought I was Doug Brown or that Doug Brown and I were brothers. So if you're around, 7.30 start on Thursday. Come by the tailgate area at IG Field starting at 5.30 with the pregame show. Make some make some joke about how, how similar I look to Doug Brown because it makes me feel great. It obviously drags Doug into the... Uh, the tar pits, but it makes me feel pretty great to be compared to a Hall of Fame football player. I enjoy that a lot. We would love to have you come by, say hi, sign some autographs, ask us some questions, whatever you would like. Uh, challenge us to a hot dog eating contest. I got us on that one, whatever it might be. Thank you so much for your texts. Thank you for being with us. This was a confounding game. Coaches show Monday with Mike O'Shea, your texts and calls from seven to eight. Thank you to Braden and uh, Ed Tate and Ted Wyman and all the gang, Marissa Turton, Skylar Peters, Cam Poitras, everybody who contributes to a fantastic broadcast. They certainly make it what it is. I certainly hope you enjoyed it. It's Princess Auto, Blue Bomber Football on 680 CGOB. Winnipeg Blue Bombers and 680 CJOB. You're listening to the best of The Start on 680 CJOB.